We are live. How's it going, man? I consent to being it, You consented? Well, that's hey. good. good. I appreciate that. Good. So life, life's good. Everything's treating you well. Dude, of course. I just that's made good. these. Oh, I almost just dropped a bomb in the first minute here. <laughs> but uh, I just made these really good lemon bars. And by really good, I mean it's the first time I've ever baked anything by myself in my life. So, <laughs> Well, I hey, I mean, thinking. you didn't burn the house down. Yeah, by, exactly. By really good, I didn't burn anything, and they look mostly normal. So, <laughs> Well, that's a plus. Uh, so how's it going, everybody? Um, we are back after, yet again, another little dip in scheduling. Um, MJ can't join us tonight. Um, not entirely sure why. He didn't really give us a reason. He just said, I can't do it. I mean, we did kind of spring this on him at the last minute, so I can't really blame him. Um, but we are back and we are revamping some things with the cast. We'll talk about that a little bit later on uh, in the episode. But uh, we're going to get right into some of the um, action in the sports world. Your boy in Missouri is pretty happy because the Cardinals, or the COVID Cardinals as they've been called this season, um, are finally going to be back to regular play tomorrow with a doubleheader in Chicago against the White Sox. I'm excited to see this team, even though we're going to be missing our power-hitting shortstop, Paul DeYoung and our gold glove all-star future Hall of Fame catcher, Yadier Molina. Um, however, we did just call up Dylan Carlson, who they said they were not going to call up at all this season. Um, one of the top prospects in all of baseball, getting a look and will probably be in the lineup tomorrow uh, for at least one, if not both of those games. Um, it's going to be a different look on the field. It's going to be just interesting. Just Kevin. No, you were whoa, good. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, we were still going through. We were? Yeah, nothing stopped. You're good. My internet connection's unstable is what it says. <laughs> well, it's just like I, bars of internet. I literally couldn't have better internet right now. What I said was. Yeah, tell me. Did you see me just frozen or something? No, I just thought you were intently listening. Uh, well, Definitely. <laughs> no, what I said was the Cardinals are back. Doubleheader um, tomorrow at Guaranteed Rate Field in Chicago against the White Sox. They brought up Dylan Carlson, who they said they weren't going to bring up at all. Um, he is one of the top prospects in all of baseball. Looking forward to seeing him play. We are going to be without DeYoung and Molina for a bit. Um, so it's going to be a different look on the field. And they've been off their game, obviously, for like three weeks now. They haven't had any competition while other teams have been continually playing. Um, I'm going to start with you, Justin, from a non-biased perspective. Um, where do you think the Cardinals sit for the rest of the season with the hand they've kind of been dealt here? They sit in the hospital because after they win this doubleheader back-to-back, they're going to go out and get more Ronies because they can't be controlled. They should be banned as a franchise. Uh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to baseball, especially, oh, would this, you year. Go- especially okay. this year. Okay. <laughs> way worse than cheating. Okay. Yeah, let's but not. No, I think, I mean, they're well-rested, that's for sure. So that's something. Um but I mean, I can't imagine. Like, if you're gonna have to keep, I, I saw that schedule you sent, so it's a few oh. double headers, right? It's like it's a lot of double, multiple double headers. They so have to make up forty. What is it? Oh gosh, they have to play fifty some games in forty four days. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So they're already going to be at a disadvantage because they have to play multiple games a day, like a few times. I think they're going to be seven innings, which. That's better, but still, that's 14 innings a day, unless yeah. you go to extras. So, I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's ideal for him. I don't, don't think. 
None I of mean, this is ideal. <laughs> I, honestly, it might be something during a regular season that would be kind of cool. You get like a couple week yeah. break um, and get everyone healthy. But I think yeah. right at the beginning of the season, played in a sixty-game season, yeah. it doesn't really. It's not. I don't see how it's helpful in any way, really. Yeah, and I mean to start up again against. I mean, we're losing. We're not having two key players with us, and also. Um, you know, starting up against a, a young and upstart team in the White Sox on the road is not going to be an easy way to get back into this. Um, I'm looking for a spark from people like Dylan Carlson and from our pitching in particular, because our bats are going to be cold all the way around, I think, for a little bit here. Um, and like we talked about at the very beginning of the season, this is a sprint. And so you had to get off to a hot start and now they've basically lost any moment. I mean, they lost um, their last series to the twins um, before uh, going on the team IL. Um, But um, I mean, they're struggling in the sense that now they have to go back and compete in this momentum series uh, of a season. And I have no idea if, they're going to be able to pick up the slack and continue on forward. Um, I hope they do. I mean, it's, it's just, I don't see how this is going to be a positive for them unless you get a guy like Dylan Carlson and Tommy Edmond and all the other young players that kind of pick up the slack and say, Hey, we're still in this. Let's keep it rolling. And then maybe some of the vets will continue to carry some of the load there. I mean, uh, Matt Carpenter is not going to be DHing anymore. He's going to be back at third base because he needs to be back in the infield. So we'll see if his fielding, is going to be on point. Um, it, there's just a lot of change in this lineup, and it all has to work out, and it all has to click right away. So it's going to be real weird to see how that rolls. Um, as far as the rest of the MLB right now, boy, your Phillies bullpen sucks. Yep. Dude, I they mean, are what else? trash. Just a story of Philadelphia. They got walloped by the Baltimore Orioles, who, by the way, are playing really good baseball. So are the Florida Marlins. Like, this is a very weird – 60 60-game season. We talked about that. Yeah, the, the Orioles do well in those, those first before the All-Star break, and it's kind of like that this whole season. So, um, But, no, I, I think that right now most teams are kind of where we thought they'd be, um, with the exception of a few. But, I mean, again, until everything kind of levels out. Blasted. Oh, blasted. Bad, man. They're bad. <laughs> They're not good at all. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that continues, but it's such a weird season. I'm just glad that no one else has had any major, knock on wood, uh, issues as of, as of yet. Um, the Marlins thing is funny because, like, yeah, I mean, they're first in the NL East, but also they've played, like, like eight less games than the other teams. I mean, other than the Phillies also have played – a lot, a lot less, but yeah. but um, well, yeah, but then the Braves, Marlins, or Braves, uh, Nationals, Mets have all played like way more games. Right. <laughs> I was looking at the standings earlier today, and I think the Marlins are eight and four, and then the Braves are like eleven and nine. <laughs> it's like, I guess the Marlins are better, but only <laughs> because they haven't yeah. really played any games. Well, and that's you know that's the same thing with the Cardinals, like any Cardinal fan can't look at their current record and be like, oh, no, we're so far behind. Dude, that's because you haven't played in three weeks. Yeah, you've only played five games. So. <laughs> you're going to be in the basement of everything. And if you're not, those other teams are terrible. Um, yeah. uh, Charlie Blackman for the Colorado Rockies is on a tear. The guy is batting 500 or a little bit less 
for the season. Um, he has more hits than all the Cardinals right now. <laughs> uh, but um, he is absolutely playing out of his mind, definitely in the running for NL MVP of the short season if he keeps this up. Definitely a silver slugger. Um, but, yeah, some, some players are really standing out, but Charlie Blackman is definitely kind of taking the reins. Aaron Judge, I believe, just went back on the IL again. Can't stay healthy uh, in his young career. Um, Stanton is going on and off with injuries. So, again, those, that Yankees power duo is continually kind of put a lot of strain on them, and thus they're not really able to perform. So um, we'll see how that really deals with them. But they're still a stacked team. I mean, they're just so good all the way around. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been hurting them too much. Yeah. The NBA bubble, the 8-0 and Phoenix Suns are eliminated. Yeah, the 8-0 and Suns got bounced the other night. I just want to drop a quick line before I pass it to you, man. Congrats to the Suns. Like, you have you got to feel good as a Phoenix fan, even in getting eliminated, that your team, in the way that it's formulated right now, showed up and played as well as they did. These were not just fluke games. They played really well against good competition, and they proved that, you know, okay, maybe they're not as far away as we think they are um, as, as far as pieces that they need to contend for, um, like, a conference championship. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to see them in this, uh, in this, this play-in series that's going to happen this weekend, right? Um, the Portland-Memphis series. I would have liked to see them in there. Uh, I, I think they would have put up more, than a, more of a fight than I think Memphis will. Um, they're just, they were better equipped scoring wise. It just sucks that <laughs> the beginning of the season, they were, didn't play as well to, to put them in that position, but they had such a small percentage chance. It was actually like a joke going into the bubble where it was like, they added, ev- they put every single team that had even a remote chance of getting the nine seed in. So like, if you had a statistical 1% chance, you were in the, like the bubble play in games. And they were like the statistical, I think it was like 4% or something like that. Right. And they literally came within a uh, Karis Levert, like missed three at the end of the game there, uh, Brooklyn, Portland. If he hits that game winning three, then, then Phoenix is in. So that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, no, I mean, they have a lot to build on next year. The only thing now is Devin Booker, um, like the whole talk was that he was going to leave for the Knicks this, uh, not this summer, but not in free agency, but was going to ask for like basically force his way out with a trade. Um, now does that change things? I, like I, I'm curious to see. They have Aiton, they have Booker, they have that Bridges uh, kid who did really well this year. I mean, Sarich, they have a good like rotation of around nine players they can plug and play. Right. So, I mean, I don't know if it makes sense for him to leave at this point. I don't know where else you go. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure either. You know, I just think it's really interesting, especially, like, with a team like the Suns, to see them perform the way they did. It kind of gives, you know, it gives a lot more to a fan base of a market that doesn't get much recognition. <laughs> like, Phoenix yeah. gets no recognition in either – really any of their sports. I mean, I think the Diamondbacks have the biggest following in all of Arizona. And people yeah. forget, like, that the Suns are a legit team, kind of like the Florida Panthers of hockey. Um, yeah. And, I mean, the- Phoenix has always been – I mean, recently not as, not as good. But, They've like, had good teams in the past. 
Yeah, the 2010s, they had the Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire. Like, that was almost a finals team. They used to have team. Charles Barkley back they in the day. Barkley back in the day, Marley. They had a lot of, you know, it feels like every decade they're, they're sneaky good for three to five years. Right. Um, and I think they might be just coming back around to that in the 2020s here now. Right. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, that's them. I don't know. Did you want to um, – my thought was uh, like how we're just doing this right now. On the <laughs> did you want to go through like the um, round one? Because basically, round one's going to start before we put oh, out yeah. another cast. Round one will start before yes. next Thursday. Yeah, yeah. So let's pull it up. Um, I mean, the only one that we before won't we get know. before uh, we get into that, I just wanted to bring up uh, the Chicago Bulls fired Jim Boylan. Um, Boylan. I am incredibly happy about that. Um, this is, I think, a critical junction in the franchise history of the Bulls. They have now had a failed coaching experiment after getting rid of Tom Thibodeau, who brought them some success in his years there. Um, they finally got rid of Garpax out of the uh, <laughs> office. They now have a competent GM with a good track record. And now they have an opportunity to get a coach that can both blend well with the GM and the front office, as well as with the players. There's a short list of candidates out there right now, but one that really stands out to me um, is Wes Unsell Jr. I think he could be a really good fit in Chicago. He is currently, of course, an assistant for the Nuggets. So immediately he's connected to Carson Novas, our new GM, um, who we got from Denver. So I mean, being able to get him, there's already that chemistry there. I just think that when you have that instant connection between front office and coach, you can kind of work around together on getting the right player core. I think that's where to start. But I think the Bulls have to be so careful with what they do here because as a fan, we've been a franchise in basically despair since Michael Jordan left. And with the exception of like those one or two years, when Derrick Rose uh, and the gang were on fire. So I don't know what your thoughts on this are, but this is huge for the Bulls right now. This is a time where they have to get the right guy. Yeah, I mean, and, and this year it's only going to be coached. There's not really – it's not a great free agent year. Um, so this year is going to be getting a coach and then putting together – I think next year is going to have to be a big tank year for the Bulls. Right. Um, I think – it's going to probably – I don't know if you end up keeping Levine, if you trade him for picks. I don't know if you get rid of there's, – there's some bad contracts on that team too. Um, but, but to get – in 2021, I think, coming up is um, – I'm pretty sure Kevin Durant's back, back available. It, it's a huge year. Giannis is available. Um, and it's not like the Bulls don't have money. No, no. I mean, so it's just I, I they've missed out so many times in the in this free agent era since two thousand. You know, they never since make moves. Wade and Bosch were supposed to go to Chicago. Yep. Can um, you imagine? Like Can you thing. imagine? <laughs> uh, Wade and, and LeBron Rose being there. Yeah, LeBron was his number one was Chicago apparently because of Derrick Rose. And then there was some like weird stuff that happened with that. That's a whole, uh, that could be like one podcast by itself <laughs> with that summer. The but Bulls um, had a debacle with some of these guys. Yeah. Mello was another one that was supposed to go there and ended up being in, you know, New York and then was all over the place. Um, who else? There was another guy too, but 
free agent wise, they've just missed out on everyone and they've been rumored to get every big free agent so yeah. far. So like at some point you got to get someone. It's a desirable market, especially for basketball. People still love yeah. the bulls, even though they're terrible. So Players I guess my, play there. my thought is it, it, maybe it was the front office. Then there's something that made it so that Dwayne Wade didn't go back home until the end of his career, you know, like didn't yeah, go back to Chicago. Until the for end. Sure. Yeah. So they, maybe they with, nightmare. with that front office out of there, new new gm and more well respected i think around the league denver's been a top four west team for the past three or four years like and he's the guy that brought them there really yeah top four west team without well originally without a superstar i mean now jokic is ridiculous but (laughs) but yeah so i think gm wise it's a good pick but coach you have to nail down because they got hoiberg pushover that was stupid like why would you go from you know played for chicago for a number of years he knew packs well that's how he got hired yeah but that was a mess of a pick to begin with like he couldn't control the locker room in any way yeah and then uh boylan was was our last good coach yeah and then thibodeau had the opposite issue where he pushed everyone too hard right in today's nba it's like he was getting people hurt like that was the issue Yeah. And I think that's why he got booted in Minnesota too. Like right. Carl Towns and some of those guys were like Wiggins were like, what is like, no, Jimmy Butler yeah. was like, big feuding with Tim. <laughs> like, yeah. And he dealt with him. I think he had him in Chicago, in too. Chicago too. Yeah. yeah. So he was already like, Oh, great. You know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. So the first round of the NBA bubble playoffs um, is coming out here. Um, Let's start right with the first one, the Lakers versus now the Portland Trailblazers, who are the eight. Or it'll be one or the other. So, oh, right. They still have more to go. So today, or is it today? No, tomorrow and... Sunday. I just saw, yeah, tomorrow Yeah, Sunday tomorrow, Sunday. Is. Yeah. So Lakers versus one of those two teams. I don't think it matters who it is. I think, I mean, if it's Portland, I think they have a better chance of taking down the Lakers, but it's, they're not going to. Lakers have a really, really, really solid roster. Obviously, they're the top in the West. But, um, yeah, I think they, they take that series. Yeah, I would go – I'd go Lakers there. If it's Portland, I'd say Lakers in six or seven, actually. Yeah. Just the way that Dame's been playing, um, which is mind. weird because Brooklyn can put up 133 against Portland. And they can – like, so Portland can struggle against Brooklyn. But I feel like just the way that Portland's built – I don't think the Lakers do great at stopping the other team's like number one guy. Um, And I think Lillard would just average 40 in that series. So it would just be a matter of stopping everyone else. So I'm thinking six or seven, but, but I'd pick Lakers to move on there. Right. Um, The number two seeded Los Angeles Clippers against the number seven Dallas Mavericks. Mm. I'm going with the Clippers here, although I think the Mavericks make this a little bit interesting. They're a really solid sneaky team out of the West. Um, with some good star power and good shooting. Um, but I think the Clippers, I mean, Kawhi is just, he's unbelievable. He's unstoppable. Yeah, I think this goes five, maybe six. The only reason I respect the heck out of the Mavs, if it was Mavs Denver or Mavs Utah or something like that, I'd yeah. probably pick the Mavs. Yeah. Um, but but being the, the, every game the Mavs have played against the uh, – Clippers this year before the bubble was just trash. So I think they just match up weird 
Luca does not match up well with having Paul George and Kawhi like the two best wing defenders right. in the NBA. Number three, Nuggets. Number six, Jazz. I think this one could go seven games um, just because these, te- these two teams play each other very well. But I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets. Um, Jokic is just a freak. And, I mean, the fact that a big guy down there can, can lock down the paint and also shoot the way he does, he's really tough, especially in the modern-style NBA. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Nugs, too. Um, I'd like the Jazz. Uh, I just think that once Donovan Mitchell has to get off the floor, their scoring options go way down. Yeah. Um, whereas the Nuggets have a you know a good bench, a good crew that that can come on and and keep the scoring up throughout the game. So I I think it's going to be Denver. I really do. And then the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets is going to be an amazing series. I think. Um, but I am going to go with Houston. I love this team. I've really liked them for a long time. Um, I think that their seed doesn't tell the whole story behind this team. I think they have so much talent. I mean, with Russ and James Harden, um, just the ability that they can, that they have athletically over a lot of teams that they play. Um, and of course, I mean, James Harden, perennial MVP candidate. Um, I just think Houston will take this one, but it's going to be a really, really good series. Yeah, I think I think I'll go Houston here. Oklahoma City's just been such a crazy team. The fact that you know Russ leaves, goes to Houston. Um, you lose Paul George the year before. Um, so, so what you have like when you had Paul and Westbrook, it looked like they were going to be good still for a while here, and then all of a sudden everyone leaves. Chris Paul is old as dirt, and he comes in. And you're like, oh, well, I mean, Chris Paul and a bunch of nobodies, like this isn't going to be a good team. So they've been shockingly good. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is really just a great player. Um, Steven Adams has really stepped up. I think this one goes seven, and I'd pick, I'm would pick. i going to pick the Rockets. I think it'll be really cool. I really wish this series out of any of them was fans and in Houston and then in Oklahoma City to see – you know, Chris Paul in Houston and, and Westbrook yeah. in Oklahoma City back in, in Harden back in Oklahoma City. Like, that would be such a fun series. But, yeah, I'm, I'll, go, I'll go Houston in seven for that. Yeah. Yeah, I – yeah, I mean, I think it could go seven games. Um, but, like I said, I think the athleticism of Houston is just something that – not that people overlook, but it's just very apparent. Um, the Eastern Conference, number one, Milwaukee Bucks. Number eight, Magic. No contest here. I think the Bucks sweep them, um, even though Orlando's technically home. <laughs> yeah. No, sweep as well. Agreed with that. Uh, Toronto Raptors and the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I think if Brooklyn had some more healthy bodies, this would be more of a series. However, Toronto's going to take it. Yeah, no, this would be a fun series if Kyrie and Kevin Durant were playing. Um, but – it's Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, DeAndre Jordan. Like, everyone's out. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Brooklyn's been playing really tough since. Joe Harris just earned himself a freaking – he's a free agent this year. He's earned himself probably, like, not a max deal, obviously, but – But a good one. But a great <laughs> deal coming up. Um, so, uh, I think this one goes five. Raptors are just ridiculous this year, though. The Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers talk about a collapse of a team. I think since they got to the bubble, the Sixers have not looked very good whatsoever. 
Uh, they lose Ben Simmons for the remainder of this. Um, and I think Joel Embiid has been dealing with some nagging injuries as well. Um, Horford has been playing horribly um, from his time starting here in the bubble. And they just, they don't look like a team that is being very, being coached very well. I think Brett Brown should be on his way out the door, if not sooner rather than later. Um, I think the Celtics win this series. Yeah, no, Celtics, I mean, the Celtics are already, (laughs) Anthony always talks about how overrated both the Celtics and the Raptors are. But the Raptors, again, I don't know how I skipped over this. They won the championship last year, lose their best player in Kawhi, and are better this year than they were last year with Kawhi. They're a more well-rounded team now. It doesn't even make sense. So (laughs) that's crazy. Um, the, The Celtics, Jason Tatum's taken that next step. He had one bad game in the bubble, and all of a sudden he was overrated. Right. Um. You know, what the heck? No, I don't want to restart now. Remind me later, computer. Um, Jalen Brown's had a great bubble. Um, I I wish Ben Simmons was playing in this. It, since he's not, I'd say Celtics in probably five. Celtics in five or six. I think Embiid by himself, we see something interesting here, though. Yeah. Be yeah. What? Nothing. <laughs> no, yeah, I just – I feel like the Sixers are the overrated team in the East most times. I feel yeah. like they have that star power, but I can never get over the fact that Ben Simmons cannot shoot, like what he was supposed to be and what he's turned out to be. Um, the fact that they put so much stock in Brett Brown to take this team to the promised land and he has let them down. He's got to be out. Like, they gave him a good team for the past couple years. They let him tank. A- courtesy because yeah. they forced him to tank and then right. he had trash players and they were like all right we're not gonna you got a couple studs in there now man Tobias and Harris have, has become a stud and have had a couple of them and yeah. hasn't done anything yeah Jimmy Butler basically ran him out of town um yeah Miami Heat Indiana Indiana I always want to say the Indianapolis Pacers the <laughs> Indiana Pacers um man this one could go seven games for sure I think if the Pacers had Oladipo healthy I'd go Indiana He's still been playing. Uh, has he? He has. Yeah, he like oh, ended up was... opting in. Oh, I didn't yeah. see that. Okay, well, that actually changes things a bit for me then. Um, I think Oladipo, even – are there things still nagging him a bit? Or... A little bit. I mean, he hasn't been their best player anymore. But, I mean, been freaking him on the court is always better than him not on the court. T.J. Warren's averaging like 34 <laughs> points on Dude, like – I think it's like 68% Warren shooting. can stay on this tear that he's on, that he started against Philadelphia, dude, Indiana can be dangerous. Um, I think I'm going to go with them in seven over your Miami Heat. But it could go either way. Yeah. I am – I think I'm going Indiana as well in seven. Um, they just, they've been so rock solid in the, in the bubble Bam here. Bam Adebayo has been rock solid. Yeah, I just think they mat- these two teams match up so well with each other. They actually play later here, um, right. but or they already played actually today, four o'clock I think it was. But they um, they match up so well against each other. Miles Turner and Bam Adebayo kind of cancel each other out. Warren and Butler for some reason are going to cancel each other out because Warren's now a superstar all of a sudden. Right. Um, but but yeah, that's going to be a great series. It goes seven. I could see it going either way. I, I'm going to say the Pacers against my – I mean, I want the, the Heat to win, obviously, but I'm thinking Pacers. And if the Heat do win, though, the way that we've just picked – so we just picked 
both top threes moving on to the next round. Right. And then we picked Houston was the five seed. Mm-hmm. So the second rounds would be Lakers-Houston. Uh, be a great, great <laughs> matchup. Right. Lake, Lakers-Houston-Denver-Clippers. Uh, and then in the east, it would be Milwaukee, either Indiana or Miami, and then Toronto, Boston. I think be great only series. one of those that could still be even maybe a sweep would be whoever Milwaukee plays. I think they are so overlooked because of, like, the fact that, I mean, it's Giannis and then Chris Middleton's kind of the number two guy. But they're playing such good basketball. Um, yeah. They can't they be do overlooked. struggle against – both the Heat and the Pacers, though, like they they have weird more so against the Heat, though, right? Yeah, Heat are really good with them. Yeah, because Bam can stay. Bam is basically like a worse Giannis. <laughs> he can stay with them at least. Right. So we'll see what happens, but uh, this action gets kicked off pretty soon. Some action that has already kicked off playoff wise is the National Hockey League. And Justin, you're feeling it a bit today as your Flyers drop a terrible loss to the Canadians, five nothing. Um, so that series is now tied at one. The Lightning and the Blue Jackets, I also believe, are tied at one. Um, then you got the Capitals Islanders series, the Bruins Hurricanes, Blues and Canucks, Flames Stars, Coyotes Avs, and the Golden Knights and the Blackhawks. You got some really, really good series in this uh, playoff bracket here. Um, some of the ones that really stand out, though, definitely that Flyers series is one to keep an eye on. I mean, they're the number one seed in the East. Um, their first number one seed, I think, since 2000, I think. Is that correct? Or in 2010, mm-hmm. were they number one? No, I don't think they were number one in 2010. So I think it's been 20 years since the Flyers have secured that number one seed. Uh, but you can fact check me on that. Um, and they're going up against a Canadians team that was a joke during the regular season. A lot of They were a meme team uh, on most of the NHL uh, social media pages at one point. But they're really playing well. and. Carry Price is a big part of that. I mean, today, for most of the game, the Flyers didn't even really get to Carry Price. But when they're shelling him with shots, Price is standing up, for, up to the task. Um, I think, Justin, you said it best. Your Fly guys really have only played one good period of these two games so far um, to really even make this a contest. That doesn't take away from Montreal, but Philadelphia is not playing up to their level of talent. But you as a Flyers fan, what do you think watching them? Yeah, I mean, they just like urgency wise, they just ha- it hasn't been there. Um, they, they just haven't had exceptional game or ex- an exceptional period, except for one period the entire game, entire uh, first two games, and it was in the first game, second second period. Yeah. Um, other than that, or no, 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 no. Third, first, third, period. first period, first period, yeah, first period they came out, they looked really great. Second period they got shelled. Third period. <laughs> It was kind of even. I'd say they played a little bit better than Montreal, maybe, but it wasn't anything crazy. And then this entire game, they just got destroyed. So they haven't looked good this entire two-game series here so far, and they got to figure something out. I We were talking about it in the group chat today. I'm not a fan of what I've seen from, from Giroux. Hayes, I've hated what I've seen from Hayes. <laughs> um Farabee you have to be pleasantly surprised with. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of good to come out of this. I don't think that the Flyers – the thing that we have to realize is they aren't a real one seed. They lucked into it by – or not lucked into it, but they – I don't know, man. They were the only team that when the season restarted, 
picked up where they left off in their dominance. Yeah. I mean, they, they won three games. So, like, great, awesome in the bubble. But that, just the round robin, I think that when you look at it, I, Boston's better. Um, Tampa's better. I You can argue about the Capitals as well. So, like, I don't think that they're actually a one seed. They just buy – I think that so they've I don't got think talent, is, though. I think that they've I don't got think a lot they have more, as much. Not as much. More as, than people let on. Yeah, more than people let on, but I don't think they're Tampa Bay. No. Like, they, don't, they don't have Tampa's talent. They don't have Boston's However, talent. However, as we've seen last year, I mean, we see this in all sports, the best teams sometimes fall so flat on their face, like the Lightning getting swept by the Jackets last year, and who are still struggling a bit with them right now. Um, let's get into that series just a little bit here. That's the other one in the East that has really stood out to me. First of all, game one, five overtimes. Or was that game two? Was that game two? Or I think it was game two. Yes? Game, no, game, game one. one. Game, game one, because game two was yesterday. Yeah. Um, game one, five overtimes. Put that in perspective. I am two hours from Kansas City. I started watching the game at 2.30 in my house in Columbia. Then got a shower, got dressed, got out to Kansas City for a show. Uh, waited about an hour in the lot before the show started. And then 45 minutes after that waiting period, I get word that the game had ended. (laughs) So, I mean, this thing went on for a while. Seth Jones broke the record for most minutes played. 65 on-ice minutes for Seth Jones. That's wild, man. I mean, you played hockey for a long time, and I can't imagine the amount of winded. 15 to 17 (laughs) minutes. Oh, my God. And that's tiring. That's tired because yeah. you're going at high pace the entire time. Um, so that was absolutely incredible. But the Lightning, I think, had a sense of urgency in this series from the fact that they got embarrassed by Columbus last year. John Tortorello is definitely top, if not a shoe-in uh, for the coach of the year this year for what he's done with this team. Um, and the Blue Jackets, Blue Jackets have some really, really skilled players on this team that are overlooked. Um, I think, like you said, the Lightning have probably the most talented team in the East, but they don't always play that way. I mean, a lot of, uh, like, Lightning fans are blaming the absence of Stamkos, but yeah, guess mean, what? You've got Hedman out there. You've got, um, you've got uh, Braden Point out there who's been playing really well. Kucherov. Um, Kucherov, my God. Yeah. Um, it's not like you've got scrubs out there. You've got a goalie in Vasilevsky who can be, when he's on, one of the best goalies in hockey. So – I think that if you're the Tampa Bay Lightning, you just have to play to your strengths. Stop trying to play like a top team and just play. You know, don't put that pressure on yourselves to be that number one team. Like, I mean, and you don't even have that pressure right now because you're not the number one seed. So stop putting that on yourself, I guess, is what I'd be saying if I was the coach. But uh, what do you see from that series that you like? I love Columbus, by the way. They're, They're amazing right now. Yeah, no, I mean, their goaltending is ridiculous. Corpusal, he's been How many saves did he have in that game? It's like 80-something? 80-something, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Was, they've just been – yeah, it's been it's been a fun series to watch. Um, that's so fast-paced and oh, – uh, A lot of hits. Yeah, I, I, I've loved that series. And then I think that as a Flyers fan, when I watch these games, I look at some of these players and I think, like, I'd love a headman – on defense and Provorov's great. Don't get me wrong. But when I think of like best player on your team, I'd like Hedman to be the best player on my team. Cause he's a two way um, guy. 
Yeah. He can slap the puck, man. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, like that. That's a guy Kucherov too yeah. is another one. Although I don't, I feel like if we had Kucherov, if you have just Kucherov and I think that's what you kind of see right now, right. He's not a, I don't know. He, he's a star player, but he's not strong on the puck. He's like Drew in that way, but he's better than Drew. Right. But, but yeah, I mean, they've been, that, that that's a great series. Um, so deadlocked and so even. Like when you go five overtimes, it's just dude, it's incredible. And I that's mean, awesome. Yeah. And I mean, out of the Western Conference, the Canucks and the Blues is a really interesting series right now. The defending champs got pretty embarrassed in game one, losing five to two against the Canucks. And currently they're in overtime tied three to three. The Vancouver Canucks are making this tough for the defending champs, man. I think another team that is overlooked, but they've got a young star in Elias Patterson. They've got, um, oh, who's their captain? Oh, I always forget his name. So solid. Um, ah. no, they have Brock Besser. I know that he's not their captain, but, but Brock Besser is ridiculous. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the fun thing about, about the NHL playoffs though, is like. Bo Horvat. When, there it is. Oh, Bo Horvat. Horvat. Yeah. 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 When Pete you. Bertanen, when you first like look at these series, you say, "Oh, well, like obviously the Blues win this." But I mean, the Blues weren't. And there it a goes. Shoe in the last Canucks year. have won the game. Canucks, yeah, I just saw that too. Oh yeah, man! They just won a look as well, so uh, they're up two zero now. Two zero. People weren't expecting this from Vancouver, and I think that you know, I love this about hockey. I love this about all you know, just for how fast paced the game is. And how like one of these goals can just come from an accidental tip stick or an accidental, like just a bad chip in the ice that it hits. Like it's perfect for playoffs. Um, But yeah, like, like you're saying, I mean, people kind of assume because of the champion that they're going to win, but look at the blues last year. No one even thought they'd be close to a championship run for how bad they were in the regular Carolina. Like no one thought Carolina was really anything (laughs) last year either. So yeah, that's the cool thing about these is is NBA, we go through those predictions and we're like, if Orlando beats Milwaukee, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll be blown away. <laughs> eat my arm. Like they're not gonna do it. On but Facebook then, Live. Yeah. But then in this one, like even before these series were even starting, we're saying in our group chat, like, this is gonna be a tough series for the Flyers. You know, like, and should a one eight series be tough? Like, maybe not. But I think especially in the way that this whole thing was seeded, yeah. I think your number ones aren't really your normal number ones. Your number eights maybe aren't normally your number eights. They just had a bad couple games for the, right. you know, seeding games. And right. then you're that that's kind of where you're left. Yeah, I mean it's it's really incredible to see, you know, how some of these teams are really reacting here. Capitals Islanders is still such a great series. The Avalanche and Coyotes. Um, another decent one, although the Coyotes have really started to slip a little bit with their play. Um, but Justin, since uh, the playoffs got started, we didn't really get to give our um, picks for each of these series. So real quick, I'm going to say a series. You go ahead and give me your pick. The Golden Knights and the Blackhawks. Who are you taking there? Golden Knights. I just watched that game was that like yesterday. Yeah. I don't remember when it was. I'm a couple going of days Vegas ago. as well. Yeah, they won an overtime in the one, but... They definitely yeah. earned the number one seed. Um, Avalanche, Coyotes, I'm going with the Avalanche, and the Coyotes have a great team, and they're playing well, and they have the 
best jerseys. They got to bring back the throwbacks, man. Those are the best jerseys in hockey. Um, but that's not enough to beat the apps. <laughs> no, no, like the apps. Uh, the Dallas Stars and the Flames. This, I thought, could be even closer than it really is. Um, I'm not entirely sure where that series is right now, but I'm still going to roll with the Flames. I think uh, the Flames could turn a, uh, turn it into uh, a next round position for them. I like the Stars. I like the Stars in this one. I just love the Sagan Ben yeah. pairing, Benny Bishop. Speaking of, in our game we should have twitched last night, Benny Bishop was insane for me. <laughs> Made some saves, man. <laughs> were you the Stars last night? Yeah. Because uh, you, you were the um, – You were the uh, – Who was I? All I remember is I had a t- – I was the – uh predators predators all yeah. right yeah yeah pred stars yeah because i gave up five goals in the first period <laughs> stupid but you came back i think you lost by like one or two six one five six, yeah five yeah um blues canucks uh this is a little unfair of a pick but canucks i think right now have the upper hand and i think we're starting to see a little bit of the cracks in jordan bennington's game i think he had maybe a I don't want to call it a fluke season last year, but I think he had definitely a hot streak and overperformed season yeah. last year. Flyers, Canadians, dude, the Flyers are going to need to pick this up if they're going to win this series. Um, I think if Carey Price continues the way he is, I think Montreal pulls out this series, pulls the upset. Yeah, Flyers should win. I think probably Flyers in six or seven. Um, is where I'll go with it. I think they are they are a deep team. It's just hopefully this little little fire under them. Yeah. Tampa and Columbus, give me Columbus again, man. I like how this team has been playing. Um, and it's not even for the lack of Stamkos, because like we said, they still have tons of firepower in Tampa. But Tortorello is coaching this team so well. Seth Jones is playing out of his mind physically great defense he's even chipping in on offense um you got guys all over the ice that are really getting to the puck they're out skating tampa um and like you said this is a really fast-paced physical series and i think both of those play into uh columbus's style of play i'm going with the jackets yeah i don't i don't know what to do in this i mean who'd have thought these two series in the east would be as tight as they are yeah I think I'm going to go Tampa Bay still. I yeah. just I can't get over the talent there. But Our buddy Anthony would like to agree with you. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like they're getting – Tampa Bay is getting shelled either. You know, right. I think that that they won – they deserve to win that first game, that five-overtime game. They had so many chances right. that just missed, um, right. like 80-something shots. And they didn't really get dominated last game. They didn't have their best game, but but I think – I think they can win this one. Caps and Islanders. I'm going with the Islanders. Again, the higher seed, I think, wins this series. Um, New York's been playing so well. This one's tough. Uh, they're actually – I think I was just checking because I know they were playing tonight. They're, it looks like the Islanders are up 3-2 uh, going into the third. Scored three in the second period. Um, uh, I guess Islanders. Then. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, I'm, I guess the Islanders. And then the Bruins and the Hurricanes. I'm going with Boston here. I think the Hurricanes are higher seed than their talent actually shows. Um, although Boston, I don't know if they're still without Pasternak, but yeah. he, they are. Oh, that's a huge loss for them, man, because he has really stepped up his game within the last year or so. Um, and, man, that's tough. But I think the Bruins still have enough talent um, and enough depth at goaltending to really keep them in that spot. Yeah, I'm going to go Bruins as well. I mean, tied up one-to-one. They lost they, they lost yesterday, right? I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I think I think the Bruins, they're just so talented. Pekka – or not Pekka, Rene, I always get them mixed up. Tuka Rask, Rask. is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, and I see that team – I think they're the best in the East. I love their defense. Um, Marshawn. physical. And I hate Marshawn. Oh, I hate him too. <laughs> But we saw last year when the Bruins got out-muscled by a team in the Blues that we didn't think was going to do that, when they started to play the Bruins game, that's how you beat Boston. But if you don't, they're going to muscle you around the rink the whole time and you're not going to win. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Um, Yeah, so Stanley Cup playoffs are on a roll, and it's been a lot of fun to to watch. I love that there's just multiple games of hockey every day. We need this right now. (laughs) Um, It's been really, really nice. Um, finally, before we go, Justin, the NCAA, man, there's a lot up in the air for what this year is going to look like. Um, even just from a perspective of working on a college campus out here at Mizzou, we're having people moving in right now, these next two weeks. And then, um, not this week, but the following week is the official welcome week where there's all the student welcome activities for all the groups. Um, most of that's going to be virtual. Um, you know, you're going to have students coming back that basically, you know, we're going to try this out. Some of your classes are going to be hybrid, but we want you to be here to experience being on campus. And it's like, I'm not experiencing anything. I'm going to be stuck in a smaller room Mm. than in my house. They want you to be there so they can have you pay room and board. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. All about that money. And I think that's what brings us perfectly into why they're trying to really force a football season. It's a huge moneymaker for schools, no doubt about it. And I think the reason the FCS immediately stopped all operation for the season is because their biggest moneymaker games are the times that they play the FBS schools during the year. Like when Towson plays Maryland, that's a ton Pretty of much money their only money-making game. Like, <laughs> I mean, they make money throughout the rest of the yeah. game, but not like the FBS. Not like, yeah. Yeah. But that's a huge moneymaker for these schools. So they were immediately like, nah, not worth it for us. Yeah. Um, but some of the FBS conferences were like, well, let's, you know, we got to try. Um, I think the SEC is kind of like the Wild West in that regard right now. They're really saying, we're going to play. And as, even as uh, late as today, I've heard they're going to allow some other teams to come into the SEC to play this year if they want to be a part of that because they're not going to stop, you know. And, you know, I don't know if that's a good idea, man. I think people need to go the way of Big Ten and the Pac-12 and say, we'll give it a shot in the spring. Um, I just don't see this as a viable thing come fall. What do you think? No, I think uh, especially if you have to travel. Same with um, the NFL, by the way. I don't think that's going to work. No. I don't think anything with a bubble is going to end their season. Without a bubble is going to end their season. Yeah. Period. I don't think Major League Baseball is going to make it. I don't think NFL is going to make it um, unless they bubble up. I think MLB can make it if they do a bubbled playoff and because there's less contact. But even yeah, in a bubble situation with football, that's tough. 
Yeah, but I mean, if you literally keep them, if it were the thing that would suck though is that they would literally be away from family for like seven yeah. months because <laughs> over the holidays, <laughs> all that. Yeah. Week, but I mean, that's it's the only way to do it. You can't be traveling cities and staying in hotels and then having people go out to bars at night and stuff like. And think about colleges because these students are moving in from other states. We have a ton of students at Mizzou from Illinois, which is one of the worst states for COVID right now. Yeah. So yeah, you're getting that added to it. And so unless these kids are literally staying inside their dorms, Good like, luck. you know, if you, if you bubble <laughs> the luck. dorm and they're not- You going and I to both party, went to college. Good luck. Yeah, it's not going to, it will never work out. They'll all, they're going to get, <laughs> the thing though that, uh, I think that it's interesting when you split it up and say, Big Ten, Northern, yeah. like Northern, uh, Pac-12, West, California, uh, Washington State. Um, some, it's interesting to see the more liberal stated schools are the ones that are like, we're just going to chill, wait till the fall or till the spring. And then the down south, possibly West, more conservative yeah. yep. minded schools that make tons of money off their football not that ohio state or penn state or wherever doesn't right but these places it literally runs tuscaloosa is literally a dirt town if there's not alabama football there there's columbia nothing in tuscaloosa wouldn't be a dirt town but columbia is mizzou yeah i mean everything built up in columbia because of mizzou yeah like state college State College built up because of Penn State, and it's a really good town. So without these football teams, they're literally like, it's not just an impact on the school not making money. It's your entire economy of your city is done. Like Tuscaloosa will suffer if there's no football, Um, you know. So I think think that's the the thing. It's just going to be interesting, though, once that first person gets it. My other thought, though, has been the people that have been getting – the coronavirus <laughs> they're like professional athletes when they end up quarantining them they chill for 14 days play 2k come back and they're chilling you like yeah so that the other thing that you have to look at too is like is it a big deal if they're spreading it within a bubble if it's not affecting people you know what i'm saying like like if they're asymptomatic yeah, if on a large scale, it's really not affecting early 20s, but like I think statistically, for the most part, it's not killing and I would agree with making you. sick. Then it's right. like, do we need to quarantine I think a Cardinals yes. team? I think yes, only because you have a disease where statistics are constantly fluctuating. Like yeah. nobody knows what they're looking at with this. And that's what sucks about it. Or they're not yeah. telling us. You know? And I guess the other side of that too, though, is if you're it's college football and you're not bubbling, right. and these kids are getting sick, then they're bringing it to the main campus, and right. then you don't know who you have. You're that. getting non-athletes that are the just thing. there to study. That's the yeah. thing that sucks. Yeah, I think like NBA. I've always thought like NBA and NHL. If someone gets it, then like who cares? Like it shouldn't shut down the entire NBA playoffs because they're literally all just in the same bubble together. Like just right. let them get it. They everyone knows what you know. Yeah, I can understand that. Contact with there. There's no families. There's no bars. There's no anything like that. So, yeah, I don't know though. Who knows? Yeah, no. Well, I don't know if there's a dinosaur behind me. Do you see this right here? It really does. Looks like, like there's a, yeah, like a sock puppet. It's because uh, of the arm of the, the punching bag. Yeah. All right, our last things last. Um, <laughs> my last thing. You never have one. My last things no, last. I do. 
Oh, good. Is um, mark my words, next year Yadier Molina will still be in the St. Louis Cardinals uniform. I think that the ownership of the Cardinals owe him another season because he's probably going to miss most of this with COVID and it's a shortened season. And I still think he has stuff left in the tank. I think if you're the Cardinals, you owe him a good one-year deal, not chump change, a good one-year deal like you gave Adam Wainwright to come back again. I think the Cardinals owe him that. The worst thing they could do is allow Yachty to get into another uniform to finish his career. A storied career with one franchise. It's not seen as much anymore. And he, they could, he could end the, one of the best, if not the best Cardinals catcher in history with that team the whole way through. But I think they owe him that, and I think it'll happen. Yeah, and he doesn't belong in another uniform. It no, it's weird. weird. Can you <laughs> imagine him in, sense. like, pinstripes? Ugh. Yeah. No, no. It, it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> no. Hopefully it ends well, though. You know, if he, if he wants to play, that's the thing. But if he, he does, if he does want he to play. He wants to play. That's, that's what he made apparent, yeah. So, yeah, if he wants to play, they got to pay him for a year. Just suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to break the bank either. No. Pay him well. Yeah, no. If he's like, I want, you know, he 200 won't. million. He won't be that. He You're knows like, his worth. All right. <laughs> you can walk at that point. We'll yeah. give you four. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's your last thing's last? Uh, tomorrow night, uh, possible end of uh, Daniel Cormier's career. He's yes. fighting. Ipe Miocic, he keeps saying it's his last fight. <laughs> I'm interested to see if it's if he loses, if he comes back. I'm you interested tune to see. In? It. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think um, I might too. Interested to see if John Jones would move up to heavyweight, perhaps. I saw that weigh in. DC looks. Uh, DC was two thirty six, I think it was. So he was like pretty. I mean, light for him. Yeah. But he was just like he's built, dude. He's, he's a tank. He's built, he's built, but he's also there's like some just flab there. And then Steve, it's funny because of like how Stepe was three pounds lighter and looked like skinny, just jacked, eight pack, just yeah. <laughs> freaking. And we've seen this in fighting before. It doesn't matter doesn't what matter. they look like sometimes. Yeah. Um, Andy Ruiz has proved the entire fighting world that. Yeah, once, and then he got. <laughs> Freaking toasted. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that's going to be a really, really good fight. And also, when DC finally does hang up the hang up the mitts, he actually has a really promising career in broadcasting. Oh, I didn't sure. really like that's... him at first, but he's really good to listen to now. Yeah, he's fun. He's fun to listen to. Yeah, him and Rogan that, are good together. Yeah, I hope that they stay stay together because yeah. I think it's probably a little bit tough with other people. Yeah, but um. So, yeah, yeah. B- before we sign off here, just wanted to update you all on some things that we're doing um, to get some more of a, a kind of a daily run of things here. You know, we've been – for the last three years we've been doing this podcast and really trying to figure out the best way to reach people and, you know, um, kind of interact with anyone that wants to listen. Um, so what we're going to start doing is, amongst the three of us, we're going to do daily cast. Every day you're going to get some kind of content. I think tomorrow is actually me on the schedule. Um, maybe like a 15 minute uh, daily podcast or so about whatever we want to talk about. So buckle up because I can't promise you what these other guys are going to say or what I'm going to say. And then at least two nights a week, maybe more, Justin and I are going to be on Twitch with whatever sporting games going at it, talking um, any kind of, um, you know, current events in sports as we're playing and even maybe doing some current event matchups 
um, on some of these games. So tune into our Twitch page, which is now up on our website. You can go right to a tab that says Twitch and the latest video will be there. Uh, definitely check out www.lastthingslastsportscast.com. Um, go there, check everything out. Our podcast portal is there. We'll have all the updated stuff there. We're going to be doing our cast live from now on. But as always, there'll be archived for you to go back and listen to or watch. Um, but really, like, subscribe, share, spread the word. We're just trying to really make this um, more than just a hobby. We really want to get involved with all you guys and just have a great time talking sports. So, Agreed. <laughs> Beautifully said. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, thank you for listening. And have a great rest of your week. See you later. <laughs>